Welcome back to the LT Hoops podcast. Uh, we've had a little bit of a break, um, but we're glad to be back and bringing you another uh, another podcast. Uh, a lot has happened and uh, had, had a, a great preseason uh, that we've been through since our last podcast. Uh, so we have a lot to talk about. Um, once again, I'm joined by Coach Cook. Uh, Coach, how you doing? Good. How about you? I'm doing great. So let's jump right into it. Um, since our last podcast, we've had three different jamborees, and uh, we spoke a little bit about what we do or how we approach these jamborees and, and what they're used for. Um, but uh, yeah, we played at Danville, uh, we played at Vincennes, and then last Sunday we finished up down at uh, Southern Illinois in one of the best jamborees in, in the country, playing some some pretty good competition. Um, so, you know, we'll just talk briefly here about, um, you know, how we approach these jamborees. You know, I think um, we've learned a lot about our team in the last three weeks. Um, we've seen a lot of different styles of play uh, from teams that really got after us and pressured us, uh, from other teams that were more tougher, half-court oriented, that uh, make you guard a lot of different, um, different actions. And so, you know, in these nine, 10 games, uh, you know, our guys have, have seen a lot, been through a lot, and, uh, you know, I think uh, I feel a lot better about um, where we're at, and, uh, you know, I think we have a much better idea of um, what each guy's capable of and where we're at as a team. Yeah, I agree. Um, we played nine or ten different teams at these jamborees, and I think we found out a lot about our team and, you know, who can really play uh, against other competition, um, and I think we found out a lot about our guys just as a team in general and I think these jamborees really helped us with that um, and you know we, we found out a lot about our team yeah and the, the thing I really enjoyed is the uh, the variety um, from smaller teams that are quick um, and then you know we played some very big athletic uh, teams this this uh, last weekend of the season um, we'll talk a little bit about our, our, our last jamboree out at uh, southern Illinois because uh, I, I thought that was really important for our team. Um, and I, I think another big thing is each week we've seen steady improvement. And, you know, I think that's that's what you want. Uh, but I thought our biggest gains uh, in, in, in the preseason were from that, that second jamboree to our third one. Um, we, we played a very tough, talented uh, West Plains team that, you know, could be ranked in the top ten preseason. Yeah. And, you know, we went toe-to-toe with them. Uh, led most of that game and kind of let that one get away from us right at the tail end. But a lot of encouraging things from that game um, and a lot of a lot of great signs. Uh, what was your impressions of uh, this this last Sunday down at Southern Illinois? I think we played really well in a lot of areas. Uh, like you said, all three teams that we played there are nationally ranked, and a few of these teams, West Plains and you know Mineral Area, they're going to be even more like top fifteen probably. And, you know, it was a really good test for our guys to just kind of see, you know, where we're at. And I thought, especially in that Missouri-West Plains game, our guys played very well uh, the, the entire game. Yeah. Um, you know, defensively, we've, we've made a lot of big strides. Uh, you know, I think our team is really coming together with uh, defending as a unit. And uh, I, I think that really showed this third week. And it always feels good when um, – you know, you have different coaches come up that have seen you play through the preseason, and uh, even they take notice of 
how, how the, 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 the gains you've made and the, the improvements you've made each week. Yeah, um, and I agree. The progress you know, made between each of these jamborees, you know, there were things after the first jamboree, like, for example, defensive transition was not good at all in that first jamboree. And we let our guys know about it. And after that, starting with the Vincennes Jamboree, it was a lot better. And then, you know, it was better this past Sunday as well. So it's just areas of our team like that. Um, we're getting a lot better with that. And that's what these Jamborees are for. Yeah. Uh, the analogy we've used with our players, and I don't take credit for this. I know I've heard it from some other coach some other, somewhere else. But, um, you know, at the beginning of the year, uh, your team's building a dam and you're trying to hold back all this water. And there's a lot of holes in our dam, especially that first week. And so all these different holes in our dam that are spilling out water, we, we try to plug them. And I don't think you'll ever plug all of them. And sometimes it seems when you plug one, another one pops up somewhere else. But uh, definitely a lot less holes in, in, the, you know, in our game from week one all the way through the preseason. Yeah, and then also... Some of our guys, it was their first test and just against college athletes, and they find out what, what they can and can't do, and that was a big learning uh, curve for them as well. Definitely. Uh, another big positive of these jamborees is um, uh, from a recruiting aspect. You know, all our guys that are, are here, um, you know, that this is not their final stop. And, uh, you know, all have, they all have aspirations of uh, – moving from Lincoln Trail and, and, you know, moving on to the next level at a four-year college and playing there. And this is these jamborees are, are just a great stop for, for a four-year college coach to go and check out a ton of, of great teams, great uh, junior college programs. And, uh, you know, I thought that was great for our guys. Um, after each, each jamboree, um, you know, I was getting a lot of phone calls uh, from a lot of uh, four-year colleges and four-year coaches about many different players uh, on our roster. And uh, it's just great exposure for our guys to, uh, to be able to showcase what they can do. And, uh, you know, ultimately that's, that's why these guys are here is to, uh, to do well and win, but also to, to have an opportunity to, to continue their basketball careers uh, yeah. after this. Yeah, I think uh, I saw a number from this past Sunday down at uh, Carbondale. It was around 75 D1 coaches. So, yeah, yep. I, mean, I mean, why not? You see – some of the best JUCOs around all in one setting. I mean, there's no better way to see the players that you want if you're a D1 coach. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just talking more about, uh, you know, where we're at now as a team, we have uh, about a week, a week from tomorrow mm -hmm. uh, before our first game, before it's real. And, uh, you know, there's still a lot of things we need to work on uh, in this last week of practice before games uh, become the real thing. But, um, I feel very good about where we're at as a team right now. Uh, offensively, I think guys have really bought into what their roles are going to be this year. Um, you know, I, I think we've really identified some of the strengths of our team. And, you know, watching these jamborees and coaching in these jamborees, uh, depth is going to be big for us this year. We have a lot of depth at every position. Um, we've, we've taken, uh, you know, a few bumps with some big injuries, um, but – you know, we've gotten some good news about those injuries as well, that these guys that have went down with ankle injuries and finger injuries, uh, they're, they're either already back playing or they're going to be back before we know it. Um, but depth is definitely a big strength of ours. Uh, Coach, talk about 
what you've seen with our, our depth so far on our roster. Yeah, we can go, you know, close to 12 deep probably. And, I mean, it's hard to believe that the first game is almost here, uh, a little over a week away. and It goes fast. Yeah. That preseason oh, goes yeah. fast. Yeah, and, you know, I think we're in a good spot. And, you know, we got a lot of guys, you know, still, I mean, we've seen these jamborees, but competing for minutes. Uh, there's still competition out there for some guys to, you know, get their minutes. And, um, like you said, we got a lot of depth, and you know, I like what we see heading into our first game. Yeah, and with that depth, I think we have versatility as well where, you know, we don't have any guys that play alike. Um, you know, we have guys that play similar positions, but, you know, one luxury we're going to have this year is, you know, we might have – two different kinds of post players that give you two complete different looks. Um, you know, two different post players or two different guards that defend different uh, uh, differently and give you different strengths there. Um, so, you know, that's a, that's a huge luxury. And, uh, you know, I think depth this year is better than any other time uh, in my first two years here as head coach. And also the versatility is just, I think, a big strength of ours. Yeah, we got guys that can play multiple positions, and that really helps. Uh, you know, like example, late game situations, you know, you know, we got to switch on defense or something, whatever. I mean, that helps having a lot of guys that uh, can play multiple positions. Yeah, so a lot of excitement, a lot of things to be, uh, to be encouraged about. Uh, going into these first games and uh, you know these games are going to come at us fast uh, we kick off our year um, out at only Friday night and then we turn right back around playing back-to-back -back nights uh, Friday and Saturday so um, you know this next week this last week of practice is going to be crucial uh, just um, plugging you know, in some holes yeah, just just getting those final few adjustments in place because uh, we all know once this preseason is over, it becomes much more difficult to to make adjustments and to have the practice time available to to change things. And you know, as you progress through a season, there's always tweaks and uh, different things that need to be done, but the practice time isn't there. And also, the other thing is, as a coach, you have to constantly juggle is you know that. Uh, is what's more important, the rest or getting guys out there and, and repping things out? Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think that's just something you have to have a feel for. So, yeah, this last week is going to be big for us uh, to to really, uh, you know, make sure everything, every I is dotted, every T is crossed, and, uh, you know, that we're ready to go because, uh, you know, there can't be some of the mistakes and breakdowns we had. They're not going to be acceptable come that first real game on November 2nd. Yep. And, you know, offensive execution-wise, just continue with that. That's why this last week is very important. And defensively, I think we're making pretty good strides there, but just adding a few things, tweaking a few things, and I think we'll be ready to go. Yeah. So one last thing, Coach, uh, before we uh, end our podcast this week, I, let's just talk about some, some guys that stood out in the preseason. Uh, you know, I think a, 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 the great thing was um, – a lot of different contributors um, in a lot of these different games. Uh, you know, there was never uh, one guy that just carried the load for, you know, an entire weekend or an entire game even, really. We had different guys that stepped up and, and did a lot of different great things. Um, but, uh, you know, that first week uh, down at uh, – or up in Danville, uh, who stood out to you? Uh, you know, I have a few names in my head. 
Uh, but who stood out to you that first weekend? Well, I think two guys that were just consistent throughout these three jamborees were Jalen Holmes uh, and Miko Bond. Uh, I think all three jamborees, they played exceptionally well. Uh, Jalen specifically, he, you know, handles the ball very well. I mean, he, he can play any position on the floor. And, you know, we've put him at point guard a lot just to see what he can do. And he has been, you know, he's exceeded our expectations on that. He showed that he can really play and get to the basket uh, Miko, I mean, he's just relentless. What a motor boards. that kid has. Yeah. yeah, he just doesn't stop. And, you know, you don't have to run any offense for him. You know, he's just going to go hard. And we, we talked about this yesterday. When he's on the floor, he's only out there for probably five or six minutes, and then he's asking for a sub because he just goes extremely hard. It's not because he's not out of shape or anything. He just he just goes so hard. And, yeah. you know, he's, he's a great kid. And, He's played exceptionally well, uh, all three jamborees. Yeah, another guy uh, that I thought had a good first weekend was uh, Tad Capic. Um, he played very well that first weekend. Uh, unfortunately, had a had a pretty bad ankle injury, but uh, we expect Tad to get back uh, sooner than later. And uh, you know, we were just very impressed with his skill level. Mm -hmm. And you know, he's a uh, for those of you that don't know Tad, he's a, an international student from the Czech Republic. And a lot of these guys uh, from different countries, they get an unfair rap. They're always labeled as soft just because they're, they're not an American player. But, um, you know, I think what we've seen from Tad is he is not a soft player. Not at all. Uh, very tough kid, uh, but has a great feel for the game and is very skilled. And for, uh, you know, for a big guy... That's a rare combination uh, to get is, you know, uh, the size Tad has, the toughness he has, the feel for the game and the skill. Um, you know, I think Tad is going to jump onto the scene when he's healthy and he is going to shock people um, that don't know much about him. A uh, couple other players uh, that we'll talk about that have had some great moments. Um, we'll, we'll start with uh, one of our returners is Justin Williams. I thought... Um, Offensively, he just has a lot of poise, uh, just a, a different understanding than maybe a lot of our freshmen right now. Um, just never really looked rattled. And, uh, you know, he's a, a big shot maker, I think. Um, just makes a lot of difficult shots and creates a headache for defenses. Um, he is a tough guy to prepare for because he can just score in a lot of different ways. One thing that's really impressed me with him is you know, we know he can get to the basket because he's quick and, uh, you know, he's he's versatile. But his finishing around the rim has been great. You know, uh, he's only about 5'9 and not the bounciest athletic kid in the world. But when he gets there, uh, he, he finishes. And, you know, that's um, that's something that's not easy when you're when you're that size. Um, you know, he's a, he's another kid that whatever college ends up taking him and, and scholarshiping him next year they're going to be very fortunate because they're going to get an unbelievable kid and a really, really solid player, whatever level he's at, you know, and I think, um, you know, Justin can succeed anywhere from division two, uh, all the way up to maybe even a mid-major division one school. Mm -hmm. he, he's that good. And, yeah. you know, I think he's really proven that in, in streaks throughout the preseason. Um, another kid, uh, Dante Combs, he had a, a minor setback where man he took a, a hard shot to the head in that yeah. second uh, second jamboree at Vincennes. Uh, he, he's been out a while with a concussion, but man is his athleticism. Some of the plays he's made in this preseason have just 
been in, very impressive. Um, and he's a, he's a young man that uh, uh, my phone rings frequently from four-year coaches that are very excited about his potential and his future. But what did, what did you like about Dante when he was healthy, his uh, his work in the preseason? Yeah, he's getting a lot of attention right now from coaches. And, man, he is just – the combination of his athleticism and just bounciness with his – shooting ability and playmaking ability. And I came up with another NBA comparison for Dante is Zach Levine. Yeah, yes. I, watched, I thought that same thing I the other Zach night. Zach Levine yes. the other day, and I'm like, man, that's, he has a lot of Dante in him. But, yes. yeah, just a combination of that. And, you know, he's getting used to the feel for the game a little bit. Uh, that's some work that needs to do. But, man, he just jumps out to you know, all these college coaches that are watching. And, you know, we're getting a lot of calls about him. Mm-hmm. And one last guy uh, that, uh, you know, has really stood out, and he's fresh on my mind because he played his best game, our last game, um, in our last Jamboree, but that's Cassius Bell. Um, you know, returning player, had a good, solid year last year. Um, but, you know, like we've talked about before on other podcasts, Cash has made big improvements in his game over the offseason, and that is really showing right now. He shot the ball at a really steady clip. And, uh, you know, he's, he, he, he wrapped up uh, the last jamboree by hitting a game-winning shot, hit a big three in the corner. And, again, just a really tough guy to match up with. Uh, great size, good athleticism, and just a, a knockdown shooter and a really good scorer. Um, he, he's another guy that, you know, we've gotten a lot of phone calls about and a lot of people are excited about him. Uh, you know, I think he's been just very solid uh, very, uh, very good presence for some of our younger players to to look at and see play and how he plays the game. He's been uh, very, very good for us yeah. so far. I'll add one more guy as well, uh, freshman Lamar Lillard. Um, you know, he's another guy, uh, first taste of college basketball, and he'll even tell you he made some mistakes out there, but he's going to be one of those guys that as the season goes on, he's going to get just more and more better. Uh, and even in the next year. So um, he's another guy that kind of stood out to me that, you know, he made some mistakes, but you can tell that, you know, he belongs in, in this league of Juco. Yeah, you know, he, he definitely has had great, great flashes, where whether it be a pass or a finish at the rim or defensively, I think is where he's really shined. He's just a, a tough kid. He has great size, and, uh, yeah, he's going to have a big year ahead of him. And, uh, yep, it's, it's always – uh, a learning process, um, especially for a guy that, uh, you know, played small school basketball, uh, played against good competition, but this is a big step up for anybody. And, uh, you know, he, he's learned and he's gotten better. And, yeah, he's got a big, big year in front of him. So a lot of other guys we could talk about. Those are just a few. Um, I, I think, again, the great thing about our roster is we could go through and talk about everybody and contributions that they've made at different times uh, throughout these jamborees. Um, unfortunately, we don't have that much time, but uh, we feel great about where we're at, and we are very excited about these games coming up and about the direction this team is heading. And, you know, I, I feel very comfortable saying, um, you know, going into our third year uh, from, from every aspect, talent, uh, just uh, the camaraderie, the work ethic, the practices we've been having, um, all directions point to this season uh, being a successful one. And uh, by far, uh, we're in a better place right now than I think we've been the other two years at this time. Um, 
So you, what are your thoughts on that, Coach, going into this first game? Um, how, how are you feeling? Oh, I'm very excited for it. And, you know, I think the fans that come out to watch us play, uh, I think they're going to be big fans of the guys that we have on our team. And it's just going to be a fun team to watch. We got, you know, all kinds of different strengths that we're going to, you know, showcase out on the floor. And um, I'm really excited. So I can't wait till November 2nd. Yeah. So hopefully we, we see everybody out there uh, November 2nd. Uh, what is that, a 5.30 game time, Coach? It is a 5 o'clock game. 5 o'clock game time. Uh, Saturday is at 1. It's 5 uh, five and 1 over the weekend. Uh, not a far drive. We're playing at a little round-robin uh, tournament at uh, Olney, and we hope to have a good crowd there and get this season uh, kicked off on the right foot. So. Uh, thank you for joining us and listening into this podcast, and we'll be back next Wednesday. Um, and we hope to be consistent with these podcasts and um, just keep everybody informed with uh, everything going on with Statesman basketball throughout the year. So thanks, and we will be back next Wednesday. Today's podcast is brought to you by Bradford Supply Company, serving professional contractors for over 50 years in the oil, water well, industrial, plumbing, excavating and on-site wastewater industries with a corporate office in Robinson, Illinois and multiple branch locations in Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky, Michigan, and Wyoming. Bradford Supply Company has the locations, inventory, and people to provide professional service. You can find them at www.bradfordsupplycompany.com. Consult with experience. Also by Tri-State Machine. Tri-State Machine in Robinson, Illinois, providing fabrications, machining, welding, and OMAX water jet cutting of a wide range of materials and thicknesses from metals and composites to glass, plastic, and wood. Consult with professional experience. Contact Tri-State Machine in Robinson, Illinois at 618-544-8255 or see them at www.tristatemachine.com tristatemachine.net and by TJ Tingley State Farm in Robinson Rosati's of Robinson I'm Hungry Food Delivery with three ways to order call 866-5-HUNGRY or online at orderimhungry.com or download the app also by k Farms of Oblong and Rich Accounting in Robinson <laughs>